game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. So, um, yesterday, or Tuesday, actually, when we did our show, um, you know, we waited a bit to post it up because of editing and stuff like that. But uh, before we even posted it, we fortunately got this name, Road Warrior Animal uh, passed away uh, the early morning of uh, Wednesday, the 23rd. Um, and it was so fucking used to hear because nobody really saw it coming. Um, hold on, you're actually breaking up a bit. So, uh, for those listening, yes, Road Warrior Animal passed away Tuesday night to Sunday, Tuesday night to Wednesday morning. Um, he passed away peacefully of natural causes, according to medical examiners. So, yeah, um, he was the age of sixty. He's survived by his wife and his and his brother John Laurinaitis. And he has two. Children, right? Two, two daughters. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't have their names, unfortunately, but he is survived by his immediate family. Uh, yeah. So, Warrior Animal is obviously one of the uh, main, uh, the second member of the Legion of Doom. Uh, he had runs uh, along with Road Warrior Hawk in uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, WCW, uh, the WWF. They also went to uh, TNA. For a short while, they were actually there, I believe, the first year of NWA TNA. Um, and, you know, they, he also was in the WWE during the uh, Ruthless Aggression era, uh, along with Heidenreich to kind of do like a, a revamp of the Road Warriors, to kind of get Heidenreich over a little bit more. And uh, one of the last times, or well, the first time I saw him in person was at All Out, or All In, sorry, um, 2018, when he came on his motorcycle at the very beginning of the pre-show with the Young Bucks. Um, yeah. So I personally have, so Don and I share that moment together uh, of seeing uh, the Road Warrior forever and, you know, in the flesh in front of our own eyes. It was pretty awesome too, because the day of All In, I was wearing a Road Warriors t-shirt. Um, I just so happened to be wearing a Road Warriors t-shirt because um, if you remember earlier in that day, I spilled like, I, I didn't even spill, like I got a little bit of drink on my shirt yeah, like, and I was like, "Oh, well, I can't wear this." So I was like, "Yeah, I'll wear Road Warriors. I'll wear Road Warriors. Rep Chicago good." Yeah, and it just like happenstance was just like, "All right, I picked the perfect day to wear a Road Warriors t-shirt." Like, yeah, that uh, that same week, I I also got my first uh, piece of Road Warriors merch um, when we went to Pro Wrestling Tees, and they had the overstock of pins and. I picked out a Road Warriors pin uh, for myself um, because, like, I low key like I've always been a big Road Warriors fan. Like, I know they were like I was probably too young uh, for like their main runs, unfortunately. Um, but I, I still recognize that they're one of the team, the older teams that I recognize had a really big impact on wrestling, and I've always like was able to appreciate them even in that weird um, period of the late '90s when they were with Sunny. Um, he was yeah, he was a huge. Uh, they were a huge. Huge impact on my childhood. Um, by far one of my favorite wrestling tag teams. And, you know, they're, they started, they pulled their teeth out, you know, here in Chicago. So, you know, Road Warrior Animal and was originally from Minnesota, but they grinded their teeth out here in Chicago in Windy City Pro Wrestling, um, which is a very, 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 which back in the day was a very, 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 like, that's where you, that's where you wanted to be to get into to get into noticed yeah so please uh join us and wishing uh all of uh road warrior animals um friends family and fans our heartfelt condolences because this is really is a big and sudden loss to the wrestling community um so our hearts are with you and um as my dad said um you know in heaven a road warrior animal got what they call a road warrior pop yeah yeah, they definitely did. Um, yeah, they definitely okay, did. so some moment of silence for Road Oriana.
Okay, uh, one second while we switch gears. <clears throat> Here at the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast, we very much speak what is on our mind, our personal feelings about politics, the world, the world of wrestling, and just shit on each other. So when I bring up a serious, um, a very serious topic, I it comes from the bottom of my heart. So I have something very serious to say. Unless you're a fucking Italian restaurant, who the fuck puts olives in a salad? <laughs> Olives have no place in a fucking salad. Unless you're like, unless you put pepper, pepperoncini or whatever, you're at a fucking like a weird ass pizza place, like an Italian pizza place. Like, I literally went to an American diner and I have olives in my fucking side salad. Is it a cop salad? No, it's literally just like a regular side salad with like cucumber, lettuce, croutons, and tomato, and for some reason, fucking olives. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I mean, I could get it if I ordered, like, a calzone with it, but I ordered a fucking cheeseburger. That's weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, 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 I hang my, like, I, I plant my flag on weird things, and this is, this is going to be one of them. Do you, do you want to name drop the place you went to? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of regional. Um, it's Ruby's Diner. Um in california i think they're regional because it's a very 50s diner it's, a, it's like a it's like a chain 50s diner uh, it's not too bad although um they are no um red robin because they do have bottomless fries but they don't even give you like an extra container of fries for to go although red robin does so fuck you rubies red robin has that on you red robin's is definitely much much better than rubies is like hands down yeah, they're, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I very much like them. Um, I prefer that over, like, most burger chains that aren't fast food. Um, but anyways, welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling Podcast. I am Matt. I'm done. Um, it's been a, a busy and long uh, two days since we last recorded. Billy, can you believe that? It's only been two days, and we have a shit ton of news. I know. Um... Real quick question. Do you know what a slapjack is? <laughs> I do now. Please explain to please explain to our to our hopeful well not so innocent audience just in case they're not a, they're not aware of middle school playground sex terms. <laughs> so, okay, first of all, so Retribution, you know, debuted some new names for some people. Um, we had Mace who is uh, the former, is it Dio Man? Dio, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, T... T-Bar. T-Bar, who is uh, the former Dominic Dajakovic. Yeah. And then we have Slapjack. Who's Slapjack? Slapjack is... Um, fuck, I don't remember. Like those are the only two names I remember out of everybody: Dio Madden and Dominic Djokovic. I don't remember who the fuck Slapjack is. And we also would have had another name, um, which was actually reported by Russell Votes. Uh, so let me read Russell Votes' tweet real quick before we get into what a Slapjack is. So mm-hmm. he said, "Guys, guys, it gets better." Heard at one point the females in Retribution needed names on Monday for TV. Thankfully, that got scrapped. One of the name school is going to be Shatter. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. Slapjack. Slapjack is the one with the hockey mask. And, uh, yeah, it looks like he's a... It looks like he's a... Looks uh Shane Shane Thorne. There we go, Shane Thorne. Yeah. So that's a name I know, but I haven't really like said often, so I totally forgot. Did you see um T Bone's quip at CM Punk? I have not read it yet. Um I So CM Punk basically went on Twitter and 
was kind of making fun of retribution just like everybody else and t-bone basically said how cm punk is like basically a nobody now and how like you know he ruined the new nexus and stuff like that and it was just like you know good on t-bone i can't believe that's a name i'm calling a person good on t-bone for kind of sticking with the gimmick and sticking up his um T-bar, not T-bar. T-bar, sorry. T-bone, T-bar. It's fucking stupid. What the fuck is a T-bar? Oh, you want to know what a T-bar is? Because I can tell you what a T-bar is. Please tell me what a slapjack and a T-bar is. Well, okay. So, a slapjack is, uh... A slapjack is the art of ejaculating in one's hand and then using it to slap another person in the face. Because that's what you do. That's, what you, to, that's just what you do to a person. And, and to use it as a context, today I gave I gave Mandela a slapjack after that bitch ate the last hot pocket. <sighs> do you do you know what a T bar is? Uh, no, no, please tell me. When one is wearing a thong slash g string, they sit down and it sticks out, and you see a T-bar. Johnny, Johnny, look over there. It's a T-bar. I mean, I've never heard it like that. I've always heard of whale tail, but I've never heard it like that. I've never heard any of those before. you never heard of a whale tail? No, I've never heard of a whale tail. Oh, or maybe that's a regional thing. Hey, that's Oh my goodness, that, I don't, I, I hate all of this. I don't like any of this. I mean, it could be very much, it very much could be one of those things that like, you know, they, maybe they have a better end to this than everything else, but that's not going to save it. Like, were- it's been two months, it's been two months of this, and I don't feel at all, like, intrigued about this. But one would think that, one would think that WWE would have done, you know, an Urban Dictionary check before, before setting up, you know, these names, or some sort of like just inter- basic internet check. Because, well, okay, to be fair, these are probably names that aren't necessarily well known. Because I'm sure there's a ton of slang that aren't necessarily like. Um, you know that well known or used so like i didn't like i always thought of, I, like when i thought of slapjack i was thinking of like something you hit people with that's a blackjack like i know slapjack because that was stevie ray's finisher in wcw you know that's what i thought i don't know what the fucking t-bar is i thought maybe it's like a piece of fucking metal or something like that but like i don't think it's that widely known so that's why maybe they didn't have a problem with it but even then even if they did like a basic google check they would have found out that something was wrong with it, like when they didn't do a Google check for the fucking submission sorority. That's true. That's very I, true. I forgot about submission sorority. Oh, I never forget about submission sorority. I need to. I, I need to find out how I can pay my membership dues for that. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's such a good name though. But unfortunately, you know, it was tainted by. It was either just like a regular porn movie title or like a series. I haven't figured that out yet. I don't think I'm going to figure it out anytime soon. But I still think that was like a pretty good like team name. It was better than fucking, what was it, PTV. Um, wasn't there a Team PMS as well? Pretty Mean uh, Sisters. Yeah, Pretty Mean Sisters back in the 90s. Yeah, they had um, Sean Stasiak yeah. as Meat. No. Because why not give the women eye candy as well? And I wasn't I wasn't that against it. I was I was more uh, nothing about actually to be fair nothing about that ever offended me. Maybe the acronym, but nothing about that offended me. Anyways, um, what else you got for me? Um, actually, now that you've got me on on this train of like shitty WWE names, like. Oh, of course, fucking so, oh, team bad. Well, no, actually, no, yeah. bad wasn't bad. No, PTB or whatever. Team bad was uh, beautiful and dangerous. That wasn't too bad. I didn't hold. I didn't like the whole like team bad, team PTB, team whatever, team Bella. I was like, that was kind of stupid. It's the oh, the Divas of Doom. Do you remember that? 
I'm assuming that's Natalia. Um, Natalia. Yeah, Natalia and Beth. Beth Phoenix. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I figured it was them. And then you uh, have Vince's doubles. Oh, God, I hated that. That was so stupid. Um, fuck, who else was there? What, what other bad team names are there? Shit. Um, I was say the Basham Brothers, but, I mean, that whole thing was weird. That whole thing, that, not even the name was bad, just the whole dynamic of it. Remember they had Shaniqua with them? Yeah, they did. That was weird. They did Air Boom. Yeah, or was it Miz Show? Oh, Miz Show was pretty fucking awful, too. The, the theme music was horrendous. We covered it on the last episode of the ECW, uh, WWE ECW. Oh, that theme music was horrendous. Um, um, head Cheese. Oh, Head Cheese was cool. Fuck you. That got over. <laughs> I popped the for Head Cheese. The Hype Bros. Hype Bros is weird. That's very that that was way beyond the no. That was way too late. I was gonna say beyond the time. No, it was way too late. That's that was more like a 2010-2011 thing. I oh, should have been in 2010-2011. Slater Gator. Slater Gator. That kind of rolls up the tongue though. Ray Baxel. Ray Baxel was stupid. Uh, or what was it? The Social Outcast. Yeah, Social Outcast. I mean, uh, really? yeah, no. No, no, yeah, Fox, exactly. Foxana. Oh God. Or what was um, what was Layla and McCool? Lay cool. Lay cool. Oh, I hated that. Or or um, Austin and Hunter, the two man power trip. Oh my God. That was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The, you know what name I I always hate because it sounds so hokey was the Dungeon of Doom. Really? Yeah. That whole gimmick was super fucking hokey. Like you had you had Kevin Sullivan and then you had like a bunch of like weird monster guys and then you have the one gangbanger Conan in there for some odd reason. What the fuck? Oh my god, I forgot the ding dongs was a thing. I'm sorry, what? The the ding dongs. Fuck for that. This is WCW. WCW 2001. (laughs) What was it? The American Males? (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch. I posted up a list on Bleacher Report um, for Bleacher Report. Mm -hmm. And one of the names they have on their list as as worst tag team names was Natural Disasters. Ooh. You know what? That's right, though. It kind of wasn't bad. I mean, no, it fit. It fit the gimmick. Maybe it wasn't the best name, but it fit the gimmick. It fit the gimmick. That's Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad is up there, yes. Yeah. Um, if you have any bad team names in wrestling, please hit us up on Twitter, TNDW Podcast, or on yeah. Facebook, TNDW Podcast. Let us know. Because Lord, I... Lord knows we, we can only hold so much in our brain. But you know what? That actually reminds me. Um, you, know, you know who's Cornette's suing right now, right? Who or what? You know what? You know uh, who Cornette is in right now, right? Who? AEW. Really? Why? Uh, do you know the current tag team name for Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Oh, um, the beautiful or the beautiful romance or no disaster romance? Or, I don't remember. So, it's something to do with the romance doesn't have anything to do with romance. It actually has to do with a former, a former team. So they're, they're calling themselves now the, the new, new Midnight Express. Sunny Kiss and Joey Janelle? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So on Monday, so on Monday, Joey Janelle posted that he was given that he has been given permission to use the name the new new Midnight Express alongside Sunny Kiss. Really? Yep. And so I did not know that. Um, that kind of pissed off Jim Cornette because I guess he applied for the 
the trademark for, for the Midnight Express on 818. Since he used to be the manager okay. for Midnight Express. But, he, but I mean, he never owned it. Yeah. It's That's funny, though, just to piss him off. Yeah. That's funny, though. Wait, when did they apply for it? Or when did they? Like, I don't I don't know when. It's, it's like this kind of just all happened like after I sent you out the script. After I sent you out our script for today. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. They actually had a team name before this though. I don't remember what the fuck it was called. It literally was something romance. I don't fucking remember though. Or I yeah. think it was like the unofficial name for them. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, it was funny because, uh, so, you know, Joy Janela posted about it, and then, uh, then uh, I forgot who it was, Stefan Pinu, who is, uh, who's the lawyer for Jim Cornette, sent a tweet, uh, like, replied in the tweet, saying, cease and the cease sent to her now, all good. And then Joy Janela, Joy Janela was just, like, laughing my ass off, original little man, you're legit, you're legit five foot two and look like a bloated waterlogged corpse if William Shatner was inbred was an inbred West Virginia little mountain creature. Wow. I love Joey Janela on Twitter. That hurt. Wow. I love I Joey even... Janela. He he is a character. He is. He lives life. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love I fucking love Joey Janela. Oh, he's What's he got he's, for? He's so good. Um, so, I guess we have to talk about La Rona. Unfortunately. Actually, wow, okay. Uh, even more breaking news, which I'll get into in just a second. So, we'll start out with uh, CMML. Uh, several performers tested positive for COVID-19. So, Lucha Libre CML, CML promotion to, kind of took to their social media to say, hey, several people have tested positive. Four of the, four of the names mentioned tested positive were in seven of the, or sorry, four of the matches are probably going to be changed around because, you know, these four people have been tested positive. So, four out of seven matches are subject to change right now. Yeah. Uh, the names who tested positive are Bandito, Ultim Ultimo Guerrero, Luvia. I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Luvia? Luvia, yeah. Luvia? Luvia? Um. Yep. And Princess Sughit? Sugi. Sugi. I think, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yep. So despite the names being off the card, they're still planning to hold the show, their anniversary show, on September 25th. How do you feel about this? Um, I mean, considering all the other news that we're going to cover as well, um, I think that's very irresponsible, I believe. But, I mean, nobody's really setting a good example or standard on how to go about this as far as having shows or having recordings when you know, there's outbreaks in another company. So, I mean, it's dumb because, you know, there still has to be wrestling during the pandemic, yeah. a lot of wrestling at least. But, I mean, no, who's going to stop them? And what are you going to really tell them? You know? You can't, you can't really say no, like... Because a lot of these guys, yeah, they need money. They haven't worked in a while. Yeah. Um, and especially when, like, you know, they can't travel like they used to. Like, Bandito, I know, was one of the Lucha staples in ROH and he can't really travel, yeah. you know? Um, so uh, it sucks, but I mean, hopefully, you know, the people who have tested positive are okay or, you know, they come out of this, you know, on the better side and uh, everybody else that decides to work uh, their anniversary show is safe and okay at the end of it. Yeah. What about you, Hadi? Hang tight. Um, um, I mean, for me, I feel like it's irresponsible. But again, you know, both of these guys haven't been working. They need the work. It's it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you're you're everyone's always just one paycheck away from being homeless. So like, I get it. I 
100% get it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know, what else you got? Keeping on the uh, COVID Express, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Meltzer reported that a mattress change due to the new outbreak of COVID at, within WWE. So according to Meltzer on his, leading, on his latest Wrestler Observer Radio, a uh, major match with takeover implications that was supposed to take place on NXT had to be changed due to the coronavirus pandemic. Yep. Uh, Meltzer reported on the post-NXT episode that this week's single match between Roderick Strong and Danny Burch was actually set to be a tag team match, pitting the Undisputed against Era against or Orkin and Burch. Um, so Meltzer noted that because Bobby Fish's absence due to COVID-related issue, NXT had had to change the plans and have Strong and Burch go one-on-one -on, -one on next week's show, which was taped yesterday. This was just one of many reported changes following the supposed break outbreak of COVID-19 within NXT. It was reported, this was also reported by John Alba and Sean Rossat from Fightful Select. Um, and to kind of add on to that, it was actually someone just announced, like again, this is after we, of course after we write a script is when all the fun stuff pops up. As always. So, uh, WWE star Chelsea Green announced on her, you know, made comments on her Facebook page to replying to someone that she was diagnosed with COVID-19. Um, replying, it feels so good to be out and about again after testing positive for COVID. I'm thankful. I'm starting to feel like myself again. Wear your mask, people. Um, I saw a rumor going around that, you know, because of this um, outbreak in NXT, it's also spreading to the main roster a bit. And so there are, pe there are people uh, having to stay home now from the main roster because of whether they test positive or because of just out of precaution that, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to start changing some stuff for the next few weeks. Uh, but also that they've really been trying to keep a lid on people who are commenting commenting on their uh, diagnosis of having COVID-19 because they didn't yeah. like the handful of people that um, that talked about it beforehand. Yeah. Or didn't get the approval from, you know, management. So another thing interesting is WWE issued comments tonight on the positive test results from the, at the Performance Center. According to the same report, the outbreak this past week may have been started at a party thrown by an NXT trainee. Yeah. Fucking morons. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so it's like, well, and we'll get into it a little bit later because um, when we get into EW news, but like, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, I get that, okay, I get that you guys are with your friends and I guess you're around other people and stuff like that, but like, you know, you really, like, there's a reason why you guys are getting tested and why they kind of keep everybody who's working shows separated from everybody else so you don't yeah. do this. Like, I don't understand what's so hard to do. I don't know. But yeah, this is stupid. Any, other, stupid. Uh, any other news regarding WWE and COVID? Um, that's what I got so far. Um, but... AEW has had their own. Hold on, hold on. Speaking of, before we go into AEW, um, did you see about Naomi? No, I did not. So apparently, Naomi underwent emergency surgery the other day. Um, and the last time she had been seen was on the October, oh, sorry, the August twenty-first episode of SmackDown, and after that, she was off TV for a bit. And apparently she had, she went, uh, she had undergone emergency surgery um, and she doesn't really explain too much about it other than some sort of, I think like cyst or uh, something weird about that. She had posted on her Instagram about it this afternoon. She was in her hospital bed. Uh, she seems to be recovering well, but I thought that was weird. I didn't know that uh, she was gone. Well, I didn't realize that she was gone for that long. I didn't realize, uh, you know, she had surgery, so... 
you know, I hope she feels a lot better soon. Me too. Um, wow. I'm glad it's not COVID related, but I mean, regardless, I'm glad she's recovering pretty well. So I wonder if that's why Jimmy Uso hasn't been on TV. Probably. Um, but yeah, that explains why uh, Jay has been getting his push, his singles push, which also kind of freshens things up. Yes, it really does. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, hopefully Naomi uh, recovers uh, pretty quick and is able to get back on TV because Lord knows that we need somebody like Naomi. We do. We really do. Uh, whew, wow. So multiple wrestlers in AEW also test positive for COVID. Um, and this is, again, coming from both Sean Rasap and John Alba. So if you're not familiar with them, uh, Sean Rasap is from Fightful. John Alba is from uh, Spectrum Sports 360. Mm-hmm. So they both, you know, have kind of had their ears to the ground on a lot of things going on. And uh, there's a couple of... There was a couple of wrestlers who tested positive for the virus post the September 9th TV tapings. And so uh, they actually released a statement in the matter, Fightful, that goes like this. Fightful in collaboration with Sports Spectrum 360's John Alba were able to confirm that multiple wrestlers and talents present at All Elite Wrestling's September 9th tapings tested positive for COVID-19 in the two weeks since. We are not told if they, those tests were separately conducted or if they were conducted and diagnosed at earlier set of tapings. But there were others we've heard ill or showing symptoms, but we're unsure if they tested positive. Some talent involved have been brought, brought in for a last set of AEW dark tests tapings. Most of those talents were not, were not, contract, were not contacted in taking part of independent wrestling tapes, but are are tested before entering Daly's place for working for all elite wrestling work. The numerous wrestlers missing from September 24th tapings, but we'll be not identifying anyone as we haven't heard, as we have, we've heard case, blah, blah, we've heard has COVID-19. Let's Archer had identified himself as having COVID-19 shortly before the show started, noting that he believes he contracted contracted it from a family member. We also know now that, so that's the understatement, but we also know now that Ben Carter is one of those who tested positive as well. Um, Interestingly enough though, with Chelsea Green coming out that, you know, she has COVID-19, one would assume Mm -hmm. that uh, that also includes Matt Cardona. Not yeah, um, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, even if, well, he might not have it, or he might just be, you know, quarantining, quarantining out of precaution. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, it sucks, and especially, like, well, especially for Lance Archer, Lance Archer uh, kind of lost some momentum, um, you know, mid-pandemic, and, you know, he was kind of getting it back after winning the Casino Battle Royal um, at All Out, and he was about to face uh, John Moxley for the AEW World Championship at their anniversary show on October 14th. Um, and so, and especially sucks for Ben Carter, because uh, Ben Carter actually had some really good outings at AEW recently. Um, you know, luckily, I mean, uh, he appeared on Dark, and then he had uh, an appearance on Late Night Dynamite against Scorpio Sky, and he impressed the hell out of him. Yeah, he was fucking amazing. He, he was on point with everything, and uh, I really like uh, how Jericho explained a lot of his offense uh, to the audience. So that was really so, good, but that really sucks. Also, uh, recently, Serena, Serena Deeb, uh, she just announced that you know, she did a, self, a 10-day self-quarantine. Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. Well, hopefully she's okay. Yeah. Um. But getting, but like, okay. So getting to like, what I was trying to talk about earlier, like, as far as like, because right now all you know, both major companies are facing outbreaks, and yeah. um, I forgot who mentioned it, but um, I think it was best friends. I guess like they mentioned that like they have little get-togethers or whatever after the show, and I'm just like, uh, you know, 
if you're hanging around people that you work with that are tested and stuff like that consistently as consistently as you are like i guess like i can see why you'd want to hang out with them obviously especially after work you want to be stressed you want to hang out because i'm you know but like you you have to be trustworthy to not you know put everybody that you're working with in jeopardy by going out with other people who you aren't working with or you don't know or who you know is take being extra precautious because remember it doesn't just affect you it affects everybody that you're working with as well and it can you know presumably affect their family too and i don't you know you don't want to be the one responsible for getting somebody you know on the, the brink of death because of this because that's what this thing can do yeah. um and so again like i understand these guys you know they're, they're a lot of them are young they want to party or they want to hang out with their friends but like you know you you have to be more cautious and unfortunately i think that's what we're seeing a lot here is just people kind of you know being more laid back about this um, if I'm if I read correctly earlier too, um, uh, there was a, uh, somebody speculated that as far as like the NXT, um, you know, outbreak, it happened because of coaches and trainees. That's where they're thinking it started because they started to be lax with who was coming in and out of the training center. Yeah. Um, and I think again, like, I mean, you're you're gonna have the rest of your life to party. You're not gonna have the rest of your life to party if you're go if you're out doing stupid shit like this. Yeah. Like and, and again, so you know, you just brought that up, and I, as we speak, like more and more news just keeps coming up. Um, so there's a new report from Mike Johnson of PWI Insider that concerns over WWE recent outbreak is affecting is going to affect this week's uh, pay-per-view Clash of Champions. Yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, that the NXT outbreak is now going to affect the main roster outbreak or the main roster. Yeah. So, uh, you know, according to the report, there are great concerns internally over the potential of cross con- contamination between brands in the most recent COVID 19 outbreak at the Performance Center. The concern stems from a segment conducted on this past Monday Night Raw. Um, so, if you haven't seen Raw, you know, this past Monday Night Raw, you had the you know, retribution revealed that it was of T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, mm-hmm. Slapjack, as well as Marseille T- Martinez and Mia Yim. Um, but, you know, there was also more than just the five, you know, core members of retribution. You also had people kind of around, around the ring who wore masks and, you know, those are performance center trainees, you know, who, and other NXT talents. You had their, so, their knockoff for you know their knockoff of the creepers that Dark Order used to have. Yeah, yeah. So while you know you have you have the concern that like hey, you know these people probably have COVID. Yeah. Uh, something um, before we move on to our thoughts of the shows of the week, uh, did you see that Kane kind of went full Trump? No, I did not. Okay, um, so this is coming from Cage Side Seats. Um, apparently, uh, the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, Glenn Jacobs, uh, has some choice words on uh, his on the Knoxville Board of Health um, because he was the only back a while ago. He was the only member to vote against safety protocols during this pandemic, and now it seems that he's kind of uh, going all in. Like balls deep into his stance on how he feels about all this, um, because like literally he is going full Trump because he is undermining public health officials and he's also spreading a lot of misinformation to a county that he's supposed to be leading. Um, hey. uh, yeah. So from Cage side, I'm going to read this you know word for word. Uh, there's a tweet uh, uh, from the Tennessee Holler that includes the Board of Health responding to a dangerous video where Kane straight up calls public health officials sinister forces implies their expertise is not real directly states that they spread inform- spread misinformation and says they are conspiring to take your freedom away from you the board of health calls kane out for his disgusting lies and nonsense expressing that they feel threatened in the aftermath he can't offer much of a defense other than saying he wasn't trying to put anyone in harm's way he just wants to get people talking and he has a bigger picture in mind than public health and literally there is a video from the meeting of the board of health and glenn jacobs and how you're saying, and you know, these people are saying, like, you know, you're putting my face in this video that you're 
campaign or whatever made about how we're spreading misinformation and we're trying to take people's away freedoms and you're calling us sinister forces and you're saying that we're doing all this you know bullshit and we feel threatened because you're using your platform and you're using this video to have people you know threaten us because you're spreading this misinformation about it and you know glenn and you know glenn jacobs is just like well i didn't mean to do that it's just like bullshit like you're going like you're, you're doing what the president is doing and trying to get your you know your followers to to do something partially you know that could be dangerous to these people's lives and jobs and stuff like that and he's a fucking moron glenn jacobs, glenn jacobs kane is a fucking moron you know this isn't how a leader should be acting He's also a horrible you know, dentist. The worst dentist. <laughs> I've never seen a dentist with the most raggedy ass blonde curly hair in my life. I just, also, he's also a poor knockoff diesel. I just, I can't believe that the man who wore a mask during the majority of his career is signing with the people who are bitching about wearing a mask at a Walmart for 45 minutes. Where does well, this you know, make fucking sense? As Enzo Amore would once say, and you can't teach that. I just... Uh, common sense is free, people. Just please use it. Oh, boy. Okay. So let's get into uh, this week's shows. SmackDown was a show. Um, you know what? Roman Reigns is probably the best fucking heel in WWE right now. Yeah, he kind of does. He does kind of naturally. Yeah. And, like, I, for one, am happy to, like, like I can't wait for the Sunday's Class of Championship match between him and his cousin. This has actually gotten a lot of my attention because... You know, it's something different that we all wanted out of John Cena. And I think he kind of saw this, you know, seeing John's, um, you know, career trajectory and how everybody, like, you know, was so tired of him because of all the criticism of him being bland and just the same thing over and over. I'm glad that Reigns has used this, you know, time off to come back and do something different instead of trying to be John Cena 2.0 and being the whole, this is my yard and blah, 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 blah. So, we're supposed to be getting new ring gear from him as well as new music soon. So, Mm -hmm. that should be interesting. Um, It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, outside of that, everything else on SmackDown is garbage. Um, Raw was just garbage. Like, top to bottom garbage. You would think that we were paid by somebody to just shit all over, um, you know, WWE. But we're not. Like, this is just how we feel in general. Like, if there's, if honestly, like, if there's anything worth covering, we would cover it. But just, it's not. It's really not. Like, I mean, the retribution thing is fucking horrible. Um, like, we could, we could sit here and just shit on things for hours on end. And we have in our personal time. But, like, this isn't what this show is for. Because it's really supposed <laughs> to be no less than, like, an hour and 25 minutes at most. Um, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> and we don't want to put... We don't want to put more negativity out there about the certain things than there already is, but we'll just say that we'll just tell you straight up that we don't like things, and that's about it. Because that's all yeah. you really need to know. Um, if you have any, if you have any inkling or any sort of like, you know, interest of seeing the the fires that are going on on Ron's Smackdown, be our guest and watch, and please tell us how you feel. Tell us how okay. we're wrong. We're not tell wrong, us. but tell us how you think we're wrong. Tell me how. Tell me how it's uh. Tell me how we're wrong, you know, that a group that's supposed to be about mass chaos signs an exclusive contract to one show. Yes, please do. Please tell me how, please give me the logic of how they were able to sign a bunch of vigilantes. Tell me why a company would, hire, would sign a bunch of people who literally use the chainsaw to cut apart one of their rings. Please tell me how they would, use, they would sign people that have destroyed equipment, you know, or fucked with their production truck, or that they let them fuck with their production truck, because I don't see anybody trying to stop them 
for messing with the lights and the fucking equipment. Like, please tell me how any of this makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. Please tell me how there are more camera angles shots than there are in fucking Taken 3. Ooh. Please tell me how there's uh, a vigilante group that hasn't destroyed Kevin Dunn's, like, body. Please tell me why there's a vigilante group that hasn't tried to overthrow a McMahon yet. That hasn't directly gone for either me, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon, Triple H. Please tell Wait. me how. It's not like they don't know where Raw Underground's at. You're right, exactly. Right, please oh, tell please. me how. Please tell me how the announcers still somehow stay safe throughout all of this. Yeah. Please, please tell, tell me how me. the referee. How about how about any non non competitive personnel has been safe through all this? Please tell me how Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon just put you know water under the bridge after a one year long feud. I mean, that's different. That's wrestling. Please tell me how they built up uh, Baba Tanga or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, Baba Tanda? Yeah. To just job him out to Braun Strowman. Oh, my goodness. Please tell me how Shane McMahon's underground fight club doesn't have more scantily clad men. Please tell me how. Yeah. What happened to the sexy dancers? They weren't that sexy, so that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. You, you're right. They weren't. Um, but anyways, yeah. Raw. Dog shit. Uh, raw. Dog shit. Smack Your stance. Whack. His haircut. Whack. His, just, that's, that's exactly how we feel about WWE. Uh, NXT. Okay, the, the fucking uh, women's battle royal was pretty dope. But should you really have all those women in there when you're fucking... Dealing with an outbreak? Yeah, dealing with a COVID outbreak? To be fair, I'm sure some of these... Because um, uh, was Tuesday live? Uh, no, Wednesday was recorded. Okay, so because... Uh, um, I saw this um, criticism about NXT and Late Night Dynamite. Because Ben Carter, you know, obviously showed up on TV... On Tuesday, but these, but um, these were these were both recorded last week, um, and obviously all the news about people testing positive came out today. Um, yeah. And you know, obviously, these people have been quarantined ever since. Yeah. Um, so you know, knowing what they know now, it looks bad. But I'm sure back, you know, before then, maybe they didn't have it, or maybe nobody knew about it yet. So again, hopefully, a lot of these people, women and people are quarantining. Um, but regardless, well, yeah, wait, wait. That's how I feel weird. I feel weird about any sort of battle royal that has more than ten people. So the battle royal itself was filmed this past Wednesday. Oh well, then fuck that. Yeah. So let me be clear: like the battle royal was filmed this past Wednesday. You know, after. So the either way, that's out. yeah, that's really irresponsible. Yeah. Oh, cool. So that like that was a little uneasy for me, especially like knowing, knowing the situation of their COVID, COVID stuff. Yeah, and uh, knowing the situation of the COVID situation. Yeah. So, it kind of threw me off the whole show because I like the whole time I'm just thinking I can't believe they fucking let, let that battle royal happen, knowing, knowing the situation they're fucking in. I can't believe that they're letting everybody just lick the ropes openly like that. <laughs> so then, yeah. um, See, that's very, that's very um, disheartening. Yeah, but hey, you know what? We got Kyle O'Reilly um, facing Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. The dream match that nobody knew they wanted. Yeah, I want it. I want it. I want that so bad. I I can't wait for it. Kyle O'Reilly has always been really. Um, has always been really talented as as is his partner uh, Bobby Fish, yeah. and Ian, it just sucks that for whatever reason, the, you know them being single stars on their own has never really panned out. Uh, they I, I feel that they are better as a tag team 
because um, they need they, they work off each other really really well especially after working you know together for so long um there's also i saw a lot of people wondering if maybe we're gonna see uh baby face kyle o'reilly because what, yeah. what if this is his ticket of getting kicked out of the undisputed era i think so i 100 percent think so um, i don't i don't see finn holding on to that belt too long I do. I, I still see him getting, uh, keeping, I, I see him retaining. I see Adam Cole screwing Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly out of the NXT title out of pure jealousy. Possible. Or, you know, we did talk about this on Tuesday, the possibility of a Bullet Club reunion of sorts. So Adam Cole just straight up turning on his, um, his Undisputed Era cohorts. Um, and you know them starting that. I think that would be also be interesting as hell. But regardless, I don't see the undisputed. I think I think the time is up on the undisputed era, unfortunately. I agree. Um, I 100% agree. It's gonna happen. Although I am very, I I am very sad that we never got their main roster one. Yeah. But things happen. Um, AEW was fantastic. As usual, well, there was two. Yeah, it was still, it was still pretty good. I was gonna say I didn't love it. Nothing stuck out to me too much. There was, was, it was good. There was only one thing that made me go, that made me cringe a bit, um, and that's when Miro went to, like, uh, uh why am I spazzing on his partner's name? Uh, uh, Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. So when Miro went to go, you know, dump. Kip Sabian onto uh, Joey Janela, and uh, it's just completely 100% missed and botched, and Kip Sabian landed on his head. Oh, yeah, that looked bad. That looked really bad, and it was funny because, like, Joey Janela broke character for a second and said, holy shit, dude, are you okay? Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty bad. That's how, that's how bad you know it is when the supposedly two blood enemies, you know, break cave for like a moment just to make sure that each other's okay. Yeah. Uh, that 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 was like that was my only complaint about AD, AEW this week. If that's my um, only complaint, like you know, I I love Cody's uh comeback. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I was I, I, it was weird how they tried to play it off like they didn't know whose music that belongs to, even though we heard it. For almost a full year, yeah. I was, I was like, no, they're like, wait, it's just music. This is like Jr. I've been hearing that music since last like double or nothing for over a year, actually, for almost two years. Yeah. Like we know who that is. We know who that is. Don't play for. Um, I think. Well, okay. So obviously, Kip Sabian kind of being almost landed on, like, basically landing on his head. Um. The Tully Blanchard revival promo was kind of weird. Oh yeah, I forgot um, about that. It kind of seemed like Tully Blanchard kind of like forgot some of the the key points of the promo, or was trying to ad lib. And you know, back in the day, as part of the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchard was one of the greatest promo people out there. Um, yeah. You know, right next to Arn Anderson, but you know, if age sometimes you don't, you can't keep up. And there's nothing on him personally. I mean, it's just how you know. It's probably just not doing it for so long that doesn't help either. But that that was kind of awkward to me. So that wasn't my favorite. Um, what else? <clears throat> I think that was it. I think everything else was fairly solid. So we have a pay-per-view coming up this coming Sunday. Oh, oh wait, real quick. I'm sorry, the Young Bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Young Bucks things was, was a little weird. Yeah, and, like, I love, you know, the Young Bucks for the whole – them and Tony Schiavone think it was weird. It's whatever. They're they're slowly becoming heels. I get they're it. They're slowly becoming heels, but also like they're kind of they're they're doing the rich heel act, where it's just like okay, everybody kind of knows their EVPs or whatever, so we're just gonna throw money at our bones. And like it works, and it kind of doesn't. Depends on who they're with. So we have Clash of Champions coming up this Sunday, and we have a stacked card. I was going to make a joke, but never mind. What's on our cards? So, match number one. 
Asuka versus Zelina Vega in the Raw Women's Champion match. Who you got? Um, Asuka. Zelina Vega is talented. Um, I know she's become a favorite of Vince McMahon's uh, pretty quickly. And there's a reason for that. I mean, she obviously is a beautiful woman, but uh, her in-ring skills are uh, are really good as well. I think we just need to see more of her in an in-ring capacity as opposed to a manager capacity. Um, but right now I have Oscar because I can't see anybody of the likes of Zelina Vega beating her just yet. Uh, same thing, Oscar. I just can't see Zelina. Zelina Vega's not just there yet. She's going to get there, but she's not there yet. Um, match number two we have listed is Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in an ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Um, Orton. They need to take the they need to take the McIntyre now or Survivor Series. I'm gonna go with a double DQ. You know why? Really? How? Yes. Why? Um, I think Keith Lee gets involved and throws both their asses in the ambulance. Um, he's been cost. Why? So both of them have cost him four matches in the past month. So he's you know gotten DQs four times in the past month. Yeah. Okay. So I see. Okay, I see what you're going. So maybe we get a double DQ now, and maybe we get um, a three-way at Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay, I fuck with that. Or Hell in a Cell is the next one. Next pay review. No, well, yeah, I see them. I see the belt off coming off McIntyre soon, and I know they really want to get put it back on him when we have when they have crowds, and hopefully that's by next year at WrestleMania. Um, but I also wouldn't mind seeing it being taken off him now because doing it now makes the most sense because you kind of want to protect McIntyre still and don't necessarily want him to eat a pin or a submission. Yeah. Having yeah. him lose via stipulation like an ambulance match makes the most sense. That makes sense too, but we'll see. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for in a singles match for the Universal Championship. Um, <laughs> Reigns. Yeah, Reigns. <laughs> He's going to murder Jey. It's going to be... It's This match is going to last as, as long as Rey Mysterio's match did. I'm sorry, this match is going to last as long as uh, Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, that sucks. I mean, I, I, would, I would be okay with it. That kind of booking works in small doses. Man. You know, let, let Reigns have, like, a couple short matches. Don't let every single match of his last under 10 minutes or five minutes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Um... I want to say Nikki Cross. I'm going to say Bailey via DQ because I can see Sasha Banks coming out and attacking, attacking her. I could also see, I could also see uh, Lisa Bliss coming out and attacking Cross. Yeah. So. I can see that too. That's why I'm saying. But I really like. I can see that happening. I can see that happening as a double DQ more than anything. Yeah. Um, but I really want Nikki Cross to finally get her her championship. Yeah, me too. Uh, match number five, we have uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad uh, for the Women's Tag Team Championship. I'm going uh, with the oh. Riot Squad on this one. Really? Yeah. No. I'm going with the Riot Squad for this. No. They've been on a. They've been on a roll. Yes, they've been on a reunion tour of sorts. But you have Baszler. Like. But you also have a feud between Jackson Baszler. Uh, I guess that's true. that's fair. So no, I don't see, I don't see the Red Squad take eating getting it just yet. You you need to build. You need you need to give like you need to give me some um. You know some hope, or some logic of like why Ruby Riot would be Baszler. Like, you have to give me like a long feud, like you know how they made us believe that Kyrie Sane was capable of beating Baszler. I need that for the in, in the WWE. I think Jax takes the pin. Okay. That's what. That's what happens. Is Jax takes the pin because if I'm not mistaken, 
Ruby Riot has pins over over Nia Jax. Uh, I'm sure you're correct. So, uh, next up we have the SmackDown Championship being defended by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party of Kalisto, Grand Malik, and our Lance Dorado. Um, Nakamura and um, Nakamura and uh, Cesaro. Um, yeah, Nakamura, Cesaro. That's just, I mean, it's, the Lucia House Party is going to have that, like, downfall. So, you're, you've already had the tensions between Kalisto as well as other people within the Lucha House Party. Yeah. So, definitely 100% see that happening. Um, then we have Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn in a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, well, I mean, there's a bunch of rumors going around that um, Jeff Hardy might have signed a two to three year contract with WWE. He um, signed so, a three year contract. So if we hear no more words at uh, Night of Champions or Clash of Champions or whatever, then that means he signed because I know that was one of the the, the testing points Slippage, for him resigning. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I 100% agree. They're not going to give it back, put it back on Sammy because you know, they even though they, yeah, even though they don't you know punish people for you know not. Oh yeah, they've never pun. They've never punished people on live TV or in any capacity that doesn't never. want to do something they want to do. Never. Never. By the way, how's Moppy doing in Perry Saturn? <laughs> How's a uh, naked Midian doing? Oh, um, um, there's another one. I don't know. Whatever. Go on. How's Jr. doing after the Kiss My Ass Club? How's Jr. doing after being moved to SmackDown without his prior consent and knowledge? Yeah. And AJ Styles more likely going to be moved to Raw because Paul Heyman is on SmackDown with. With uh, Roman, Roman. So, I don't get that though. Also, he I wants don't... to, he wants to have his Fridays free so he can watch his kids' football games. That makes sense. That makes sense more than not wanting to be around Heyman because Heyman has no sort of creative control. He's just an yeah. on-screen character now. I, I think he doesn't like Heyman at all, like as a person. I think that, from the sounds of it, Styles wants to believe whatever he wants to believe. Obviously, because he thinks the world is flat or whatever. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't think he has. He should put all the blame of his friends not sticking around WWE solely on the shoulders of Paul Heyman. Yeah. Like, if the Good Brothers are actually going to do something or be something, they would have already done it. They would have, you know, cashed in while the iron was hot on them when they made their debut from uh, New Japan. But they didn't because all they've been were just, uh, have all they've been in WWE are the friends of AJ Styles, the friends of Finn Balor, and that's about it. Yeah. Um, we have Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade for the Raw Tag Team Champions for the 9,000th time. If we're going to get, yeah, three months. If we're going to put any sort of, um, uh, not reliability, but, um, uh, oh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Look, if we're going to be serious about Angel and Garza, you got to put the tag team titles on them now. Credibility, that's what I was thinking about. If you're going to put any credibility on them, you need to just finally give them the fucking belts. Because yeah. you can't just keep look. I mean, you, you will and you can make them look like fucking jokes for as long as you want. But if you're going to keep people interested, just give them the fucking belts. Yeah. And I agree. And I mean, if it happens, it's going to happen now. I don't see it fucking happening though because I just don't. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews for the U.S. Championship. This is another thing I feel like it's gone too too long already. But that's a, that's a WWE that's a WWE does this though. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give you the same fucking match seven times in a row, and that seventh time they're gonna have you pay fifty nine ninety nine to watch it. Yeah, and it's gonna be another shitty outcome. Yep. Uh, I, I have Cruz. 
I have Lashley retaining via disqualification from retribution. Okay. Also, yeah, what's going on? Like, so, so her business is heels most of the time, except for when they're up against retribution. Or is retribution face? Retribution or heels because they're just kicking. Well, no, retribution are chaotic heels, so they're yeah. just kicking anybody's house. They're chaotic neutral, chaotic heels. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Much like self defense uh, when it comes to the hurt business. Okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, where can we find you on the social medias, good sir? I am at pending two fifty seven on the Twitter and also on our podcast Instagram. I'm sorry. Podcast, Twitter, and Facebook at TNDW Pod. And you, Donald? You can find me on all the social medias, E L D O N B R U J O. That's El Don Brujo, um, as well as, fuck, I forgot our podcast. TNDW I, I literally just said it. Uh, yeah. TNDW uh, Podcast you, on you know Twitter I mean? and on Facebook. You know what it is? When I say it first, I don't think about it. But when you say it, I have to reassure myself that it's the same thing that you just said. And just like you, your memory when it comes to our podcast and the sloppy shops in Florida, what would you call this episode? Um, I would call this retribution a fucking disaster. <laughs>